Welcome. This is Corinne Modokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It. Today is another mini-sode episode, and I'm going to be talking about wholehearted living, what is it, and why it's so important for us. But before I go into that, I want to note that I'm going to have links to other mini-sodes that I've done in the show notes about some of the topics I'm going to be talking about here in this mini-sode. And to keep it shorter, I'm not going to go in depth into shame or vulnerability, but I have those links. I have those shows that you can go listen to as well. The definition of wholehearted living, according to Brene Brown, is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think, no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. It's going to bed at night thinking, yes, I'm imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the fact that I'm also brave and worthy of love and belonging. Take that in. Really take that in. When I'm discussing wholehearted living to clients, they're like, yes, yes, yes. That's what they want. That's what they hunger for. The question is, do you wake up in the morning thinking you are enough? Do you go to bed at night thinking you are worthy of love and belonging and that you're also a brave? We often don't do that because we live in the scarcity culture and the daily messages we are bombarded with through the media, amongst family and friends, what we grew up with in education or what our kids may be going through in education, in our workplaces or in sports or if you have kids in youth sports. It's this idea of shame and comparison and disengagement. Shame is that voice of you're not enough. Again, there's the mini-sode for you to listen to. Comparison where we despair. And the disengagement where we are disconnecting from other people. We're hiding away. Maybe we're hiding behind our phones when we go to events. That's the culture that we live in. And there's a lot of drama. And then we create these stories where we indulge in the drama in of our minds. In, in the stories of I'm not enough, it's never possible for me. You know, I, if I could only do it perfectly, then I would be happy. And it's never going to happen for me. But when we can really believe in ourselves that we are enough, that we may not get everything done, but we are still enough, that we can be imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the fact that we are worthy of love and belonging. Wholehearted living doesn't mean that things don't get messy. Wholehearted living doesn't mean that you're not going to be afraid and that everything is just going to have this golden path. There's going to be struggle, but it's the idea that you're resilient. You can get through it. The other thing about this getting everything done, how many of you have created to-do lists that are never ending? And then tied your worthiness to de- to that to-do list. It's a never-ending battle that you will never win. I used to do that all the time. Instead of thinking about what are your priorities? What are your values? What can you realistically get done in this time period? Whether it's in this day, in this hour, in this week, in this month. When you do that, you're practicing living wholeheartedly 
And those daily practices are courage, compassion, and connection. And you're able to be vulnerable, which is uncertainty, emotional exposure, and risk. Maybe it's not going to turn out the way that you intended, but you're going to have enough agility where you can get back up when you fall down. You're going to be willing to put yourself out there. You're going to check in with what are your values. So whether it's in the work, your workplace, are you living in alignment with your values? Whether it's within sports, maybe your kids' youth sports programs, is this in line with your family's values? And really looking at that, and that's how you practice living wholeheartedly. And when you can do it that way, the fight that we have and the drama that we have, we can put down the armor and the weapons. And there's an episode, that many so that I have on Inner Gladiator that would be great to listen to, how we puff up in our lives. Recently, I've been talking with clients about leaving the land of shame and scarcity and moving into the land of compassion, connection, and love. Which land do you live in? When we live in the land of shame and scarcity, it takes up a lot of energy every day. And at the end of the day, you're exhausted from the drama. That's why my clients come to me because they're just exhausted. They've worked really hard. They become really successful, but it's just not sustainable. And when we live in the land of compassion and connection and love, you're able to get a lot of stuff done and you're still striving for excellence, but there's a difference. You're not hustling for your worthiness. You're striving for excellence according to your values in your terms. And you're going to be tired, but there's a fulfilling tired and you're also kind of energized, like you're tired and you want to get to sleep because you're excited to start the next day. When we talk about compassion, this is something that I spend a great deal of my time, whether it's on the show or in my practice or just in my life, is this idea of compassion. I was not a compassionate person. And it's something that I've had to learn because I was really hard on myself. That's how we're taught, right? When we grow up in the scarcity culture, just beat the crap out of yourself. And so this idea of compassion was like, seriously? And my clients go, really? Why? Well, I'm just going to sit on the couch, eat bonbons and have a Netflix binge. But that's not compassion. Dr. Kristen Neff has been a guest on the show a couple of times and we've, done self, we've discussed self-compassion and I'll have links in the interviews and the show notes. According to her research, compassion is self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. Those are the three attributes. Kindness. Do you treat yourself the way you would treat others in your life that you treat the best? Why not? We often treat other people so much better than we treat ourselves. We must treat ourselves with kindness. Common humanity. And this one, like I remember when I first heard that word, I was like, common humanity, what does that really mean? But it means that we're all in this together. You're not alone. What you're experiencing, you may be thinking, it's just me. I'm the only one. And oftentimes my clients come to me with that. It's just me, right? What about other people? No, we, we are all going through our struggles. We all have our own shame triggers. You're go, what you're going through, you're not alone. It's about finding your people that may be going through the similar thing. Mindfulness. This is the ability to notice your thoughts and your feelings, but not attach to them. And instead of attaching to them, like there's the voice of like one of my old shame gremlins is you're a loser, right? And I would feel shame and I'd want to hide away or puff up. But when I could hear that, like you're a loser, it's like, oh, isn't that interesting? Back of my head is saying I'm a loser. 
And a lot of times it was totally illogical things that was telling me it was my fault when it had nothing to do with me. But when you can listen to those stories and you can be like, oh, isn't that interesting? And then move through them, not attached to them, especially when they're not true. I mean, if they're true, like you were late to your coffee date with your friend, that's, that's true if it's true, right? So own that story. But mindfulness, the ability to notice your thoughts and your feelings and not to attach to them. We all have stories in our head. We are all meaning-making creatures. Pay attention to the stories that you tell yourself. One more thing, compassion is the biggest motivator for change, and it is not rationalizing or letting oneself off the hook. It's your ability to own your story and then love yourself. So if you are late to meeting with your friend every week, which I am not, because that's something that I really value is other people's time. But there was a time that I would be and I'd be like, I just wouldn't pay attention to that because I didn't, you know, then I'd have to beat myself up because that's how I thought I would ignite myself to change. And I didn't, I was just always running. So instead, own your story, love yourself and just check in. Is this the person that I want to be? Am I dependable? Am I, is that how I want to treat other people? Is that how I want to be treated myself? So compassion, owning your story, loving yourself so that you can choose how you want to do it next time that is more in line with who you are, your best self, and your values. Courage. Yes, it is scary to live wholeheartedly. I guarantee it. It is, there will be fear. There will be vulnerability, which feels a lot like fear. But when you live this way, you aren't distracted by the shame gremlins and the noise in your head and the comparisons and the despair and the numbing with food or alcohol or overspending or hiding in social media. You're actually living your life and it's deliberate and you're taking responsibility. You're owning your story. Often we want to run from our story as that it can scare us and trigger shame. But when you live wholeheartedly, it takes courage. And you have this. You've got this, you guys. You can do courage and be brave in your life, and it's so worth it. And then connection, real connection with other people means that the entire mess of you shows up. Like own your whole story, own your strengths, own your weaknesses, and connect with other people. And that takes courage because so often we're afraid that they're going to hate us. And maybe they will, but isn't it great when you know who are your people and who are not your people? And you can be really yourself and have people who love you for who you are. That, my friend, is wholehearted living. It's about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness right here, right now. And it's something that as soon as you turn this mini soda off, you can practice. It's going to be messy. You're going to go back to your knee jerk of wanting to beat yourself up. But really, how's that working for you? It's pretty exhausting, isn't it? Don't you want to like yourself now? So I invite you to practice living wholeheartedly and go to my website at www.howshereallydoesit.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you are a person that needs more help than being able to just listen to these podcasts or the mini-sodes, but want somebody to help you implement this into your daily life, when you sign up for my weekly newsletter, also go in there and you can sign up to be on my coaching wait list. I have a wait list right now. But when I have openings, those are the people that I let first know when I have openings. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.